0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our next interview. I'm excited about today's guest because we're going to be talking about elevating vegan activism, and especially from a perspective of mindfulness. For many of you that know me, I really believe that as vegans, we should be really understanding our role as far as activism, whether we're running a business, whether we're working for a nonprofit, or whether you're working full time. And what you're trying to do is make sure you're making this a better world for everyone and especially for animals. I always believe that we need to kind of figure out, you know, what is our role? Where is our power lie? But for many of us, we also struggle with the balance. We struggle with the burnout. We struggle with, you know, how to make change in this world when suffering still exists, when we can see it with our eyes, when we can jump online and see, some of the unfortunate things and unfortunate habits that people have. And therefore, that can get us down. Therefore, that can impact us. So I'm so excited today to have certified life coach, June Fusk. Join us today to talk about activism. Talk about that role and how June coaches people, supports people, and help anyone who is an activist or wants to pull a little bit of that activism into their lives and helping them through that process. So without further ado, let's say hello to June. Hey,
1: June. Thank you so much, Stephanie. And it's a pleasure to be here. I told you before we went live, I got up at 2 a.m. I live in Bali. So this was important for me. Yeah, I'm very excited to be here.
0: (laughs) I'm excited to be here too. I'm blushing a little bit because I really, really appreciate you doing that because we love, love, love doing these interviews. And like I mentioned in the intro, so excited to talk about, you know, activism, that role, and really, like you said, that mindfulness piece of it. But before we dive into all my questions and all the things I can't wait to talk about, and maybe some of the people who joined us live want to talk about as well, why don't give people maybe an understanding of what you do through your own words? Like, what do you do and how do you help people?
1: Yes, i love to share that. First of all, I want to explain that I'm a life coach and not a therapist. Because a lot of people think life coaching and therapy are the same things. They're not. They're not. So I just want to like bust that myth and explain to you properly what I'm doing here. You know, obviously I'm vegan and I'm an activist. I have been since five years, 2017, December, 2017. So as we are live right now, yeah, it's like somewhere around these days that I've done the transition. And ever since then, a part of my story is that I burned out. I went full on activism mode. I burned out. I got depressed because it's just a heavy weight, you know, we know to live in a world as vegans, where there is still a lot of not yet vegans, pre-vegans and animal suffering going on. So what I do as a life coach is I guide people into past experiences, we often work on trauma based uh, experiences, which replay in the present and replay in the future. And therapy is often more focused on serve guiding yourself through past experiences. But the difference here is that when we learn about past experiences, traumas, information that has been programmed in our body, in our mind, in our being, as a coach, I give practical tools to be implemented in the now so that the future can look different. And that's why I chose to to, you know, get certified and do this profession and especially do this with our vegan global family, because as I said before, the the depression, the mental health and the burnouts that often result in our lives as activists. And activists doesn't mean you have to. You know, beyond the streets, activism has many shapes. You can do online activism. you can be a writer, you can have a vegan business. It's all a type of vegan activism, essentially. like very often, I see how my vegan family just kind of suffers with their mental health, and I see how we're holding ourselves back in ways that we we don't understand ourselves yet. and I'm here to help you go into the blocks that are creating depression, anxiety, stress, fear, overwhelm in your life and help you move beyond that. That's my, that's my purpose here. That's my role.
0: And I love that you talk about that. Cause I think for many of us, we put on that tough exterior. You know what I mean? Even some of us might've been, you know, there might've been seeds dropped in our past where, you know what I mean? You just tough things out. And we forget the toll that it can take on us from a mental health standpoint. But also, I think sometimes, you know, when you're in sometimes that that crisis, you don't necessarily know what's really happening to you. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't know until maybe you get to the point where you're like, I can't get out of bed for two days. Yes, that may be a sign. But I think it's interesting. And I wonder how much do you help people? while they're going through that process so they don't have to get to that snapping point that you can make change when you're starting to feel down when you're starting to maybe feel those traumas come back you know do you work with people as they are you know starting to feel that heavy burning and burden and realizing that hey i need some help
1: absolutely yeah like two, there's two levels that I very often find myself working with people on. And the first level is like these routines and and self-care habits that we start discovering. And very often, you said it in the beginning, they are based in mindfulness. So there's a lot of practices that I bring in around meditation, around breath work, around journaling, about movement. And all are very connected to being in the moment and mindful, right? Which is funny because often it means empty your mind and it's called mindfulness. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the first level. And like there, it's just about very, very easy to apply tools in everyday life to create a routine and to stabilize the mental health and to get in tune with oneself. Because as you said so nicely, sometimes we just go and go and go and we push 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 and then we notice too late that we're already in a burnout or already in a depression or you know wherever we land with our mental health that blocks us from showing up as our most impactful self and that's exactly the issue when we're not maintaining our mental health we can't sustainably function as a change maker in the world that's just how it is and the second level is when this like routine or this, this, this new habit set is established and one, a client of mine can stabilize themselves and, you know, sense already, oh, okay, I'm leaning too much towards fight again, or I'm leaning too much in anger, I'm bathing too much in frustration. When they can start sensing that and adapt, then they are ready for the second level where we go deeper into subconscious mind work, which is where I help you change your state of brain. I'm not going to explain it in detail. That would take a moment. <laughs> but it helps you change your brainwave so that you can access deeper parts of your mind where very often subconscious programs, we call them, are are playing on repeat. And these are also naturally programmed coping mechanisms like addictions, for example, classic one. Like people go back to addictions when they're feeling instable and they repeat, okay, this is the story and this is how I cope with it. And the second level is to get to these stories and to start creating a new relationship with those. So I call these like so subconscious reprogramming sessions. That's the second level that I'm working on with my clients.
0: Oh, I love that level as well. I mean, The first level is essential because honestly, that's been one of my big things this year. I have, you know, really been working on breath work myself. And it's so funny how some of these things, like we know it, you know, like I've read about it, I'm aware of it, I can talk about it, but it's so different when you actually implement it. Like when you actually do it as opposed to know about it and be aware of it and, you know, (laughs) can express it. Because when you start using these things you start to not only feel the difference, you can see the difference, you can really, like you said, kind of make that shift. So I what you're doing in level one, I absolutely am excited about because I've had that big kind of aha moment for me this year. Cause I used to be like, oh, just tough it out. Like, I won't do that. I'm okay. I'm fine. And I didn't realize like my body's like, no, we're in fight or flight still. just in case someone comes back, you know, kind of thing. (laughs) So I really love that you talk about that. I also love this level two that you're talking about because I think for many of us, we do have these reactions. And sometimes those reactions I, I find are even kind of established in our childhood. You know what I mean? They're established in other walks of life or other experiences. And then we're bringing it into our activism because we don't realize that programming is there. Would you agree with that? Or do you feel maybe it's a little bit different?
1: No, it's absolutely how I learned it and view it as well. Like most of the programs that our mind is running on are being implemented between the age of zero, zero and a half, one, up until eight. That's where my my knowledge range is at at this moment in time, very often, like, these are memories that both of us, if we are sitting here and thinking about, oh my God, what happened in those years? You know, it becomes vague. It's been a while. <laughs> it becomes <Yes>. vague. <laughs> and still, like, when when clients or people struggle with with addictions, with smoking, with drinking, with very unhealthy coping mechanisms, binge eating or not eating at all, very... Often those things are sourced like right back there like in in these young ages and breath work and meditation and and all of that it it is phenomenal, but it very often only goes to a certain extent of depth right we we can't meditate ourselves easily back into age of six and like observe ourselves what happened there, what stories have been told, you know what what sentences have been. Kind of imprinted and tattooed on our mind back then, like parents saying things like um, "You'll never make it," or or "This is just how it's supposed to be," things like that. And then we we take that into adulthood, not even realizing that the root of this program is something we wouldn't subscribe to today anymore. So I help people unsubscribe <laughs> of those <laughs> channels, of those Netflix shows <laughs> and YouTube channels that they don't need to watch anymore and rewatch anymore because they they know it and they know it doesn't serve them. Like everybody understands what, what serves them and what doesn't. I've never experienced somebody who was like, well, actually it's really amazing for me to smoke. Never had that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I had to drink too much. And I think it's a great way of coping. I've never had that.
0: <laughs> yeah. A lot of times we know some of our bad habits are bad, but it is definitely hard sometimes, like you said, to hit that unsubscribe. And also I think, especially for a lot of our viewers, you know, who are business owners, you know, a lot of our viewers who are running organizations, they almost feel like they don't have time. You know what I mean? They They almost feel like You know, it's almost like this tug-of-war between the idea of how can I be selfless if I'm going to take all this time to work on me? You know, I need to help the animals, or because of their responsibilities in these organizations or these businesses, um, or the obligations that they have, they just don't feel like they have the time to put these things in place. How do you help people who feel like how like they just can't get it done because where they are in their lives, just they don't see the window. They just don't see where, how they can make it happen.
1: What a lovely question. I'm sure like when I ask you back, what does it do for you when you practice breath work in your day, right? And what does it do for you when you just do 15 minutes of that? Does it feel like it creates space and time? There it we go, does. right?
0: <laughs> so weird that it does it 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 makes all right I'm gonna sound really I'm getting into myself but you know it feels Get like into the world, yourself
1: girl I love that
0: <laughs> it feels like the world stops for a moment you know what I mean like when I'm in my office it's email is you know it's post it's oh my goodness I didn't do that it's wow I gotta make dinner or I gotta prep or put rice on but when I do breath work it just feels like everything slows down it almost feels like I'm in a movie you know where it's like freeze frame. <laughs> And that is an experience that I hadn't really been experiencing in my life. And that is such a blessing from breathwork. All right, we're getting right? On first of all
1: personal. <laughs> right? But, like, I can relate. The moment I started implementing this practice, I was also, like, yes, it takes a moment to, to you know, sit down or lay down and to commit your time to this. But the amount of spaciousness it creates in in, in, in the mind and in, in the heart and that comes with clarity. And I love to use a word sharp. I'm not sure if it translates properly into English, but it creates this sense of sharp cl- crystal clarity and mm-hmm. sharpness in, in the day. And so, like a practice like that, it, it helps us make decisions faster. It helps us like have more clarity in our workflow. It helps us move faster through the to do's that we have already anyway. And the deal is amazing. Like you spend a couple of minutes on a practice like that. And the amount of hours that I know I get to save in my day, and I see you had not in for you, it's probably the same. Mm -hmm. And for everybody that I've worked with so far, they were like, I feel like I have more time. And yes, we've got single moms that have all the excuses. Yes, we've got full-time workers that have all the excuses. Like I've got all of those people in my client realms. And everybody feels like, oh my God, I have more time. Do they really though? No, but it feels like it. And that's the whole magic. Because if you can get more done in the time that's available to us in this planet Earth here right now, that's just magical, you know? And it doesn't mean that you outdo yourself. On the contrary, actually, you get more done in less time. And very often I observe myself and the people I get to work with to like, be like oh my god i feel like i'm having more time for my kid i'm having more time for the things that that are very important for me and then for the vegan activists especially it's like i feel like i'm creating more impact i'm like i'm I'm having more time and more energy to infuse into saving animals lives educating people around how freaking important that is and that's also why i'm in the game you know like My way of advocating and being an activist is to amplify other people's impact. And it doesn't matter if they're activists yet or if they don't consider themselves activists. If you're vegan, you're an activist at heart. I know that, you know, somewhere your heart beats for that change. Yeah, amplifying that impact, that's another that's another reason why I'm in it.
0: And I love that because Mm. I think sometimes we forget that empowering others is such an amazing form of not just activism, but a way of being there for each other. Like you mentioned earlier, kind of this idea of, you know, this global activist community, you know, this global vegan, you know, activist community or vegan community out there. And often sometimes we can do more by not just carrying the load ourselves, but helping somebody else get a little bit further along, helping someone else take their magic and spread it in the world. And I think, you know, I think sometimes we have to redefine how we make an impact in the world. Because if we confine ourselves to sometimes just traditional modes, we may not be as impactful ourselves as we could be.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I remember I had this conversation with my friend James Hattersley. He's uh, quite or heavily, I would say, heavenly heavenly, yes. heavily, heavenly, heavenly involved with uh, We the Free, which mm-hmm. is an animal rights organization, right? Heard of that. And yeah, they're they're doing amazing work. It's really beautiful to be connected to those people. And I had a conversation with him where we were at a, a vegan festival in Ubud, which is like in central Bali. I lived okay. all the way down south. And that festival was in the lush green forest, foresty Ubud, Bali. Mm-hmm. And we both had a speech there. like, And I, I've known him from before, you know, we've, we've been hanging out. I've been to the uh, beach outreach. We don't do street outreach here. We do beach outreach. I <laughs> <laughs> love I've it. I've been to the, yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. You have the nice sunset and all. Yeah. yeah nice environment. Um, very, very. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I had a conversation with him and he said uh, in his talk also at this festival before and after that as well. He said, like, if I can get more vegans to be active, and in my words, that would be, um, if I can get more vegans to find their zone of billions and to like advocate through their, their uniqueness and their talents, then it creates even more vegans in the world. He was like, every activist I can create can help create more vegans than just focusing on, on veganizing people, because you're basically creating leaders. Yes. instead of simple employees, if we look at it from a business uh, perspective, right? Mm-hmm. And nothing against uh, simple employees, but if you can create leaders that are a part of this, this vegan global team that we are yeah. a part of, we all are, uh, even our pre-vegan friends, you're about to join the game, my loves. <laughs> it's, it's pretty absolutely. epic. <laughs> it's absolutely. Right?
0: we were once pre-vegans
1: we were we were there's not many that have been born into veganism there's a couple that Mm -hmm. i've been connecting with recently and i'm like oh my god this is hello new world (laughs) but um, there's not that many and to to like make this community irresistible through finding your leadership voice Mm -hmm. and finding your zone of brilliance i had this talk with him and i was like that's 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 gold, you know, if I can help people become active in their own unique way, which includes that they can maintain the, their sanity yes. and their their mind and their body and their heart in this presence in this work as an activist, that's gold. I remember that chat with him, so that just also came up as he said that
0: yeah. well, i I love that, and as I'm thinking about kind of our session here or anyone who's listening or. Anyone who's maybe even jumped in live or, you know, if you catch like a clip of this, you know, I want to make sure that if people need help, like if they're trying to find their zone of brilliance, should they reach out to you? Should they jump on your website? Like, how do they get started if they're looking for help and realize through this session they need someone like you, what should be their first step? How should they get in touch with you?
1: You mentioned my website. Now, most of the people are already in touch with me through social media before they hop onto my website. And I mean, connect with me on Facebook, on Instagram, or on LinkedIn, on YouTube. So you just search for June Fuchs, J-U-N-F-U-C-H-S. If you search it on YouTube, if you search it on Google, if you search it on Instagram or Facebook, hello, I'll pop up. (laughs) (laughs) And my website is also my name, June Fuchs, J-U-N-F-U-C-H-S dot Podia dot com. Now, Podia is a platform I'm using because it provides me with uploading courses and, and making courses sellable and available. But if you click or, yeah, it will be linked somewhere in the show notes and all of that. I'm sure you will and Absolutely. your team will do that amazing. Thank you. You'll end on my website, and there's different offers there depending on which level. As I said before, we need to work on with you. So I have a course that's called Mental Health Mastery, and you'll get all the tools, and it helps you integrate the tools. And I'm running a program it's called Beyond Depression Program, which oh. is really focusing on these deeper layers of of what causes us to feel depressed and have mental diseases and to resolve them. So that's like a deeper layout program that you'll also find on my website. There's a fun link that I'll also provide you with. It's called the virtual journey, which basically is like a segment on my website that you can walk through. There's some text, some story, and at the end, I ask a question and you can click a button that says yes or no. And then it will guide you to like a next Uh, layer of the website and it will basically guide you to where you need to be if you want to work with me
0: perfect I really love that you walked everyone through that because I think sometimes we you know we really need to focus on that improvement we really need to like you talked about that zone zone of zone of brilliance right
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Zone of brilliance. Because I think when we're looking online, when we're looking at what other people are doing, sometimes what we tend to do is we try to do what everyone else is doing because we just assume like this is the best form of activism or this is the best way to get it done. And I think taking that step back and realizing what works for you as the individual, where do you excel could be totally different place than what you see your favorite person on social media do.
1: (laughs) And I think
0: that allows the world to be more unique and allows most of us to show up in a bigger and better way because we're building our activism around what we excel at and what we do well.
1: Exactly. Amen to that. Yeah.
0: So as we're wrapping up this session, one thing I love to love to do is get perspective from you. From a lot of people What happens is they're like, I need to make change. I need to be better. You know, we're doing this interview towards the end of the year. So as we're wrapping up and getting to the beginning of the year, we're all about the new me next year and the new, you know, version of this and so forth. So I guess I want to ask you a couple of, maybe this is like a two-part question. Number one, when we're all ready to make change, when we're ready to be that better version of ourselves, or at least what we think is that better version of ourselves, what would you recommend we do? How do we approach that process so that we don't overwhelm ourselves and sign up for everything we've ever wished for? (laughs) And at the same time, how do we do it in a way so that we can be truly impactful?
1: Hmm. That's a deep question. And with deep, by I mean hard to answer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's super chill. Okay. So you mentioned the new year, huh? And as we're, we're live right now, and as yes. people will be listening to this later, there's always one thing that I refer to and I call, we call that momentum, a momentum, huh? And in the new year, we're having this global momentum where everybody is like doing their new year resolution, setting new intentions. You said it so nicely, getting into the new version. And then like three weeks into 2023, ah, whatever, you know, momentum is over. People don't post it on social media anymore. And one way to really thrive is to choose a space, a group, a container where a momentum that isn't related to anything in the outer world, but is related to your absolute growth. Hmm. So, when there is like a group coaching container, as an example, in that container, we create that momentum and we kind of create like a new world and a, a bubble that helps us really thrive within that bubble and then also pop the bubble and apply that in the outer world. So, momentum is one of the things to keep an eye on, right? I see a lot of people trying courses, trying to buy something for a couple hundred dollars and being like this now, you know, now I'm gonna change. And then because there is a lack of actual momentum and and energy presence and maybe a live group that is dedicated to the same, it becomes hard again because integrating things is always hard, right? It takes time, it takes dedication, it it takes commitment. And if you're in a group of people that do the same thing, the motivation that you are going to experience is far, far from what you experience when it do it, you do it on your yeah. own. So you don't need to do it on your own. It's less fun to do it on your own. It's less effective to do it on your own. You don't have to do it on your own. That would be the answer to that. One more thing I want to add is when we're working on ourselves in personal development, spiritual development, inner alignment, however you call this right this this deep inner healing work is to choose to be guided by one or a handful of a business a person a coach a mentor right because we all have a lot of voices in our mind we're still saying don't worry we're mm-hmm. saying but we all got a shit ton of voices <laughs> in there being like la, 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 a lot of ro- radio stations playing at the same time <laughs> and always remember that when you're signing up to, to thrive with someone or with a group, these are new voices added to yeah. your life, to your mind. So trust your heart, your gut in not letting too many in at once, just being like, I, I trust this person, I vibe with this person, this seems in alignment with who I am and how I think, I'll invest myself into that. Instead of having a therapist, having a psychotherapist, having a life coach, having a program and doing three courses at the same time, honey, nobody does that. Nobody is capable of doing that. Like that's a full-time job (laughs) that doesn't pay (laughs) and only cost. (laughs) So just choose your, your fields, your surroundings and, and limit them. You know, it's, it's okay to declutter and to just choose one or two things that, that really feel aligned. What was the second part of the question?
0: <laughs> no, 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 that was perfect. No, 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 that that answered it because it was just how they do it. How, what is the best approach? Mm-hmm. And I, mm. I think you really addressed it, not only, like you said, finding your kind of container, finding your space. And then that second piece, like you said, of the voices, like how many voices are you going to trust at a time? How many do you let in at a time? And giving yourself that space to, work in that group. So I think it was you so beautifully (laughs) said it Mm -hmm. um, and expressed it that I'm really hoping for many people out there that are ready to make that change, whether you feel like you need it, need it, need it, (laughs) or if you know that you're headed down a path that could eventually lead to burnout. I'm really hoping many people who are listening today, many people who Mm -hmm. are watching this as a replay or even listening to this as a podcast they take this as an opportunity to take that first step towards, you know, tapping into their um, zone.
1: Yeah. There's one small thing I want to add to this to bring close. Recently, the like real big name in the activism scene, James Aspie Mm -hmm. has um, come back online. He had a break and he explained in a video that he was suffering from strong chronic pains that were related to stored anger through his advocacy, his activism. And we know when we know him, he he's extremely driven, very masculine, very like punch forward in the ways that he advocates. And like his anger has been eating him up. And I saw that video and I met him before, before he went into that break, I met him briefly and I already felt, Ooh, there's, you know, there's shit cooking, there's <laughs> stuff that needs to be looked at. And I felt like, and I'm just taking him as an example, because I know there is so many of us out there that don't even recognize at this moment in time that we're heading down into a burnout. And a burnout doesn't only mean a mental burnout. Like you can suffer physical pain that knocks you out of being a change maker in the world. Like it lets you drop your power. And I, I wish, like that's one of my wishes is I don't want to see us change makers. We're not that many still, you know. I don't want to see us drop our power. I want to see us thrive in our power and create these changes. And yeah, I just wanted to bring up an example of, of a really big name in the scene that has suffered from physical pains because of avoiding this, this like looking inwards, inner healing process. So it's not a selfish thing to do. It amplifies your impact for our animal friends. If you do your own inner work, it does.
0: Well, thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that example. And also just thank you for taking the time today to you know walk through it, talk to me about it, get me to open up and talk about what's going on with me too, because it's just, it's so important and we don't always have the time and space, or at least we don't think we have the time and space for these types of discussions. I'm really hoping for anyone who's listening to this or anyone who watches this, no matter when you watch it, let us know in the comments what you think. Let us know where you are in your kind of journey. And if you need help, if you need support, if you're looking to tap into that right container or be able to get a amazing voice in your ear, please, please, please reach out to guess June Fusk. Did I say that right at that time? Pretty
1: much. All right. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Because I just want to make sure that as you're all listening to us today, that you feel inspired, but you also take that next step. Because often what can happen is we know what we need to do, but we don't always do what we need to do. So today is your small nudge. Today is hopefully your inspiration. And today has been just even amazing for me listening to you, just even listening to the word choices you've been using has just been amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much, June. I really, really appreciate you. I appreciate the work you're doing. And I'm really glad we had a chance to sit down
1: and chat. Same mutual feeling. The Stephaverse and the Juniverse (laughs) just collided and created some magic. And I'm, I'm looking forward to see everybody who is going to come through into the little Juniverse, which is a big Juniverse, and everybody who is going to come through from the Juniverse to the vegan mainstream platform or the Stefaverse. <laughs> 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 so thank you. you so much for having me. Absolutely.
0: Mwah. This was wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm giving you a virtual hug here (laughs) um and we're also probably sending out some hugs and some loves to everyone out there who is watching today, listening to the podcast, we really, really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. We really appreciate you setting aside time to get inspired, to hear new voices, and also hear about these amazing individuals that we have in our community that can help us move forward. So thank you, thank you, all of you, and we will see you in our next interview. Take care. Thanks for listening to Pivot our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session. So I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.